0: You're now locked in to HBCU Pulse. We're the number one outlet for HBCU life, talking about everything that's important to our culture. From on-campus issues to politics and what's trending on the yard, we always keep that same energy. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Pulse Radio.
1: What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse and the host of HBCU Pulse Radio in the building for another special edition of the show on today, where we're talking about a topic that is always hot in the HBCU community, especially amongst the students. We're talking about homecoming. Homecoming is always a hot topic. However, students and alumni have unrealistic expectations about what goes into planning these events for homecoming and especially the concert. So we're going to dive into what it takes to make a successful homecoming, the behind the scenes of our concerts are plan, and then my co-hosts CDK and Sara Lee, they were born in the 1990s and 2000s. Me, I was born Christmas Day, 1996. So we came up in the 2010s. So we did an ultimate build your dream HBCU homecoming lineup contest at the end of the show, and we want you to vote on it. So make sure to stay tuned because we're talking about everything related to homecoming. You're listening to HBCU Pulse Radio. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to HBCU Pulse Radio. We're out here making it happen. And I brought my special guest in with me. We have CDK on the mic, the number one hbcu host he's been rocking with hbcu pulse since 2020 he's now a content partner for us and we have sarah lee a senior at hampton university currently and she is a tv and radio personality for hbcu pulse and we brought in the two hosts to talk about homecoming because homecoming is such a pertinent topic in the hbcu community so cdk I want to get the conversation started. I want to get folks to see the the behind-the-scenes vibe of Homecoming because I think that people saw the the behind-the-scenes, what went on. I think that people understand what us and SGA have to go through, CDK. So walk us through what it takes to plan a Homecoming
2: concert. Well, the first thing that you have to do is is vet the artist, right? So I think that sometimes people don't understand that vetting the artist is like the the biggest part and the biggest portion um, when it comes to making sure that your artist can even come to that city, right? The second thing that goes into that is, is getting connected with the label or the booking agency. When you get into those higher-end artists that have booking agencies, it's not like it's just a thing where it's like, oh, well, you know what I'm saying, they call a little baby and, and see how much he costs. It doesn't go like that. There's a whole management team. There's a product manager. There's a road manager. There's his actual manager. There's so many people you have to go down the line of to see if he's even available for that day. So when it goes into that and, and just get everything s- situated, the number one thing is just knowing who to get your points of contact is knowing if your school is net 10, net 15, net 30, meaning how far in advance or how far after will you get paid from the event? You have to let the label know that as well. And also your W9 forms, all of that good stuff. And it's even crazier if they have a book of agency. So people just think you just call little baby and just say, hey, Little baby, you, you available on October 15th. It doesn't work like that.
1: And I'm gonna tell you this, man. Net 15, net 30 hate it. Like, listen, net 15 and net 30 ain't fun, especially for state schools. Cause I know that, you know, for schools this Fort Valley, Albany state and even North Carolina and a lot of those checks don't go out immediately. You don't get paid beforehand, you know? So you have to get that check approved and signed off by the university systems. or a lot in a lot of these States. And that's when the money goes out. And sometimes what people don't understand is that if the artist isn't getting the money immediately, they ain't trying to perform. And nah, then really. sometimes, Sometimes they go up and they like, listen, I'm not touching this stage, so I get my money. And then some folks done left before. I'm not going to say any artists, I ain't trying to miss nobody's money or anything like that. But I've heard some stories. I'm you had some CDK. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But the thing is, here is that uh, I want to really get into this conversation. So, CDK, you currently attend North Carolina AT. So, you all have always had legendary oncoming concerts, right? right. And I, I attended Fort Valley. And with Fort Valley, Amazing school, love my HBCU, but we're not North Carolina AT in terms of our budget <laughs> and also in terms of, of en- enrollment. So, I want to get the vibe from you. What is a homecoming concert like at North Carolina AT?
2: Okay, well, the reason why, well, before I get into the reason why we get all these high end artists, number one reason why A&T's homecoming is what it is is because our population is so big. We are the number one HBCU when it comes to enrollment size for one. So, when it comes to alumni, we've been the number one HBCU when it comes to enrollment for so many years. We have a lot of alumni, alumni that come back. I know a lot of HBCUs have their homecoming concert in their gymnasium or in their arena, wherever that may be. We have our homecoming concert at the Coliseum, and it sells out every year. That's 20,000 people. Greensboro Coliseum is the second biggest Coliseum in the United States. We sell it out with a alone within a week. So I think people understand relative to size as far as who's buying tickets, why we can get those high-end artists because we pull in those numbers. So that's number one. Going into why we can get the artists that we do get, is because promoters also combine with the school to bring the artist. The school may only pay about 20% or for production or whatever the, whatever the agreement is, but they don't put in the money for themselves. So, like, when you have, for one, students think that you paying $60 for tickets on the floor for a little baby is going to be a regular concert. You know them Chris Brown tickets for when I sat in the fifth row was $700. You think students pay for that for a homecoming concert? No. So when we talk about getting those Cardi B's, getting those Nicki you, it doesn't work like that when you want to pay $60 for a ticket or even $80, anything under hundred dollars. Come on now, let's be real. But
1: I, I you brought up a great point, because I want to get, I want to get sorry in the conversation, but I have to say this, like I had a homecoming that, you know, that happened in the past at Fort Valley and we had some heavy hitter artists. I know Lucci was, was the headliner for that year. And you know, the big thing, you know, for us is that, you know, we were trying to get students to buy the tickets. Cause like we hadn't had a concert in years at that point. And we were saying, hey, it's $30. It's $30 for an early bird ticket, $35 at the door. And they were like, $35? I saw Lucci at the mall in Atlanta. I'm like, okay, you from Atlanta, birthday bash happy. You pay for those tickets. They were like, well, listen, we saw Lucci. We saw everybody. So we're not trying to pay no money for the Fort Valley concert. And it's like, okay, well, you want a concert or not? Because we got to recoup the money because we have this set budget that we have. And SGA was trying to to help folks understand that where we're trying to recoup the money for the lights, for the promotion, for the radio spots, for the different things that SGA and the campus activity budget is paying for. So I think that that's a really key point. And so I want to talk to you. So when it comes to homecoming events, first of all, I got to ask you, so are you willing to pay 30, between 30 and 100 dollars for a ticket to the concert?
0: I don't pay for anything now. So I really don't want to. I feel like if the school is going to put all this together, I feel like as students, we should just be able to enjoy it and just come. But then at the same time, I understand what you guys' points are about. These are the type of artists you guys are bringing to the homecoming. So $30 in the grand scheme of things is really not that bad for a price, for a ticket and it's at your campus. And you got the whole homecoming situation going on. So I personally don't like paying anything at all. But for the benefit of the school, I feel like it would be a good thing for students to pay. Because it's just like you get what you pay for. $30 really is not that bad. And especially if you want a dope homecoming. I feel like that's really what it is. If the budget is right and the school is putting in this much, I feel like the students should be able to reciprocate that back if they want a dope homecoming
1: in the future. So, I want to really get to some misconceptions that a lot of folks have about homecoming. And CDK, you already alluded to it about why can't smaller institutions have lineups like ANT, Howard, and FAMU? And you said essentially it's about enrollment. So, my question to you, CDK, is this Should our expectations go down a little bit? Because my thing with Fort Valley is that I thought that the homecoming, my favorite homecoming, honestly, was 2017. That was my Mm -hmm. favorite homecoming because we had the homecoming concert, but a week of events that was just lit in general. We had skate night, talent show. We had the step show. We had artists that came to that. It was just an amazing week in general. So should we tamper our expectations at smaller schools such as like Fort Valley, Benedict, Albany State? Like, should we tamper our expectations
2: a little bit? expectations down or let the funds go up. That That's that's really what the, the thing is right there. I mean, just, just being realistic. Um, again, once again, people have to get paid, right? When you go to, to work or anything like that, you don't, I mean, being realistic, y'all don't care what the cause is. If you go to work, you want to get paid, okay? And I think sometimes people be thinking, oh, we're you? We're, 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 we're a cat, we're, we're such and such. Do you think these celebrities care about that? No. <laughs> they want to get their bag. I mean, some of them do, and some of them do have, you know what I'm saying, come back and give and things like that. But at the same time, this is a job and this is a service that they're providing. Travel isn't free. You think that the hotel be like, oh, they're going to a HBCU, you know what I'm saying? So let them go ahead and just stay at this hotel free and let the like the, the the plane ride be free and no, none of that. It doesn't work like that. You know what I'm saying? So so I think that we need to bring our expectations down a little bit, especially when people be like, oh, let's get Drake. Drake costs three million dollars. Let's be real. You know what I'm saying? So like it, that's just what we have to think about when we talk about that. And then like you said, everything else that goes out. And not even just the artists, like just everything that goes into making a homecoming concert come together, security, everything like that. Yeah, the team is
1: important, too, because sometimes like a lot of these artists have a huge team and entourage. They bring their brothers, their sister, you know, saying their girlfriend. And that's a lot of money coming in for that as well. But you said this, like you said, either the Down your expectations to raise your budget. The budget ain't going up. so We just will lower our expectations, let's be honest. All right. So, sorry, Lee, I want to ask you this. So what makes a lit homecoming? Is it the week of events or is it the concert itself? Cause I've heard this talking point a lot over recent years. And I think a lot of folks, especially in a social media generation, I think they think that a homecoming concert is what makes a homecoming lit. So in your opinion, what makes a homecoming lit to you?
0: I, I mean, I can't lie. I'm always excited for a concert. As many people might not know, I did transfer to my HBCU just recently So the whole homecoming culture and everything is new to me. So this will be my homecoming experience that I'm going to experience very soon. But I feel like that's what my anticipation is always for, to see who the lineup is. But at the same time, the week is what is the lead up to it. So it's always fun just seeing everybody go to the smaller events and just gather and get excited. And we're all going to be talking about the homecoming concert. So I can't really say. I feel like it's a combination of both. But at the end of the day, everyone wants to know and everyone wants to be at that concert. So it's probably the concert.
1: I, I get it. I get it. I, I totally understand it. And I want to say for everyone listening, we do know that homecoming is really, especially fall homecoming, is for the football team. We know. All right? And I'm not going to say, because I know. And CDK, look at that V-Crazy. This is one thing I talked to my brother about. My my brother is in band. And one thing I said I heard in the drumline, half, half time is game time. Man, listen, football goes crazy at HBCUs. You have a lot of great players. a t has had a lot of amazing teams over the years. Fort Valley has had a lot of great teams. A lot of NFL draft picks out here and, and Hall of Famers. You know, we do our thing, you know. But I think that in general, like, you know, we know that football is what we're having this for and what we're celebrating. But at the same time, though, the festivities and the culture and alumni coming back and also how you're engaged in the community. I think that that's important. And I want to ask you this, CDK. I want to ask you all both this. How do we grade a successful homecoming? Like what makes a homecoming bad? What makes a homecoming good? What makes a homecoming legendary? Is it the people and the experiences? Is it the off campus vibe? Is it the artists, Is it the celebrities or is it just, hey, I had an amazing experience, and this made this homecoming amazing to me. Like, How do we grade as a successful homecoming, CDK?
2: Well, I would have to agree to disagree with you on the, on the first point when it comes to football because there's a lot of people that just go to the tailgate. That leads to my point, which is the festivities, man. I think that it goes into everything that's going on with your age group, where you're at in life, where you're, whether you're a current student, whether you're a young alumni, whether you've been in the game 30-plus years. I think it's the fellowship of coming back and seeing people and seeing the new generations of Aggies, of – a Bison's, whoever, whatever school you go to to see how your school has changed over the years. But that pride still stays the same. And that's what I love about homecoming season is that we get to see how the legacy has been passed down from generations and generations. People have been seeing Dear D- a T since 1891 all the way down to till, till 2020, whatever. And I love that. And I think that's what it's about when it comes to homecoming is about the festivities and fellowship.
1: So, Sarah, I want to talk to you. Um, on this point. So how do we grade a successful homecoming? Cause you've had a homecoming experience. So how do you, how did you grade coming from, you know, a non HBCU and coming to Hampton? How did you grade that homecoming? Like what made it lit for you?
0: Well, when I came, our homecoming was a little bit different because it was COVID. So they can only do so much. But I feel like it's just like CDK said, being around the students and just hearing word of mouth what's going on and just being there with your friends. And even for me, being able to meet alumni and just people who are in Onyx, people who are in my class, that's what's exceptional to me. And I think that's what makes the homecoming so amazing is just being around that. And I think that's what made my first experience dope was just being new and feeling accepted like Hampton was already my family from a freshman, you know what I mean? So just, I love that HBCU love. I think that's what made my first one the best.
1: So let's talk about the importance of homecoming to the culture. So CDK, so you're real big in the community, do a lot of amazing things. What does homecoming mean to the local communities that HBCUs are housed in?
2: Uh, well, homecoming means to the local community. That's the time to get lit. That's the time to be on campus and not have anybody be on their head, okay? So when, I, when it comes to locals, they get a chance to, uh, like, for even for people that haven't been to HBCU, like my mom, my dad, I'm a first-generation college student. They get a chance to come in and see, Okay, this is a glimpse of what it's like to be on a campus full of black excellence. This is a glimpse of what it's like to be around other black doctors, lawyers, teachers, athletes, creatives, and see how we all come together. And, you know, somebody that does everything. This is what it feels like to be at home and have a a safe space for our people on a day to day basis. This is just a glimpse. This is a one day or two days that you come out to homecoming. You get a chance to see this. And this is something that we experience every day on HBCU Culture. And I think that's totally important.
1: And, sorry, I got to toss to you because CDK know how I feel about this. We've had conversations about it is that, listen, homecoming is like the NBA finals, all right, for campus influencers. Homecoming is like the Super Bowl. When you look at Michael Jordan or LeBron James or Kobe Bryant, when it was the NBA finals, they pulled out their best game it's not a regular week so if you're a videographer go film some video if you're a photographer your photos got to be tight if you a journalist or a radio personality and it's an artist coming up if they let you in with your media pass i need your interview you know what i mean so that's the big thing that goes on this whole coming culture when it comes to campus influencers so i want to talk to you because you're a media personality at hampton so what does homecoming mean for campus influencers
0: it means everything. Like for campus influencers like me and people just like me, this is really our time to showcase our abilities. I always feel like when this time of year comes around, everybody's looking to me to see like, oh, like what's going on, information, what can you tell me? And I'm always ready to just sharpen my skills as a personality and really get out there and network with students and network with alumni and talk to everybody and figure out different people's stories because you can just find so much here in those couple days that really we don't get to see until this time of the year. So this is an exceptional time for anybody in this influencer space, in the media space to really just go out there and start your brand and build your brand and get yourself out there because that's what I do. You see me everywhere during this time of the year. I'm talking to any and everybody just because I want to have that family experience at my HBCU and I want to be able to tell stories from the celebrities, from The adults, the children, just even being there. I just love seeing that. The little kids in their apparel running around. Like, that is so wholesome to me. And it's just a great time for you to really start and just put yourself out there when people can really see you on a main stage like this time of the year during homecoming.
1: You hit on such an amazing point about media and how media tells a story, but we don't got the time to even go into that because we got to go to a commercial break. But coming up, we have the ultimate homecoming lineup of the 2010s, because listen, we all grew up in the 2010s, CDK, Sara, and I, so of course we consumed a lot of media and a lot of music at that time, so we're going to put our knowledge of 2010s music, the 2010s music landscape to the test, so make sure to stay tuned for that, listen to HBCU Pulse Radio. What's going on everybody, welcome back to HBCU Pulse Radio, we're talking about the homecoming experience that is truly an HBCU experience because you don't get nothing like this anywhere else. And we were all born in the nineties and two thousands. I'm a proud nineties baby. You feel me? So one thing for us is that we really came to prominence in the 2010s. And I think it was a lot of amazing music that occurred in the 2010s. And I think for a lot of HBCU homecoming concerts, those artists are memorialized within the concerts. Because when you look back at pictures and videos of that time, like Drake popping up at Howard's homecoming, like he was coming up at that time. He was still a prominent artist. And that was something that was memorialized in time. And oftentimes before these artists become huge global stars, they come to HBCUs and HBCU towns and perform. So we have this ultimate 2010s artist list where we're trying to put together our most lit concert experience of the 2010s. All right, this is hypothetical. First and foremost, CDK knows the prices for real. These ain't the real prices. I can assure you, you ain't getting Beyonce 500,000 ever in life. I am just want to let you know that. All right, but we just did this hypothetically for the exercise. So I want to go down the different tiers of your builds, your 2010s, Homecoming concert lineup, all right. So tier one, these are the top-tier artists. I'm gonna run through them. We got Drake, we got Beyonce, Rihanna, Lil Baby, Kanye West, Travis Scott, Nicki Minaj, Kenneth Lamar, J. Cole, Gucci Mane, Rick Ross, Future, and Migos. Now, all three of the Migos, all right. So it's Quavo, Offset, and Takeoff. All three of them, all right. So you got tier two. So tier two is the folks in the 2010s. They weren't necessarily the biggest stars, but they still were super important. So you got Ray Sherman, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Kodak Black, Quavo as a solo artist because he has some solo songs. All right, Lil Wayne, 2 Chainz, Young Thug, Meek Mill, Louis Z Chance the Rapper, 21 Savage, and Miguel. That a darn. You know what I'm saying? So tier three is the artists that they were popping. But towards the end of the 2010s, we started to not hear as much from them, but they still have a lot of hit songs. So ASAP Rocky, Bobby Smurda, Lil Durk, YG, Wiz Khalifa, Rod Wave, Tyga, Rich Homie Kwan, Fetty Wap, Chief Keef, and Soldier Boy. And some of these folks started popping at the end of the decade. So this is something that's big too. And tier four is is the folks where, you know, you get your opening acts. I feel like these are opening act artists, but they're dope as well. So Dage Loaf. Young and May, Waka Flock of Flame, oh, let's do it. And also, F-O-Y that created Swag Serve, which is basically the black national anthem at HBCU. So, CDK, you do this, man. You, you, you put together homecoming concerts, you put together birthday concerts, whole nine yards. So, you know how to do this, all right? So, I need you to tell us your lineup. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to get my lineup too, but I'm going to judge it. Then we'll let the audience decide. So, give us your lineup. Let's do it. All right, so I got a
2: $1.5 million,
1: right? Yeah, so $1.5 million to spend. And like I said, once again, these are not real numbers. Don't sue me, all
2: right? <laughs> HP Post can't afford it. All right, but still, go ahead. We might afford it after the show. Go ahead, all right? All right, give me Drake and Beyonce off the rip. That's a million gone, all right? Drake and Beyonce, that's one for the girls, one for the guys, all right? Then we go into the $300,000 range in tier two. Give me Little Wayne. So, we got Drake and Wayne together that's going to do a set, right? They're going to be going back and forth, all right? So, now I have what? I got 200000 left. All right, give me $100,000. Give me Soldier Boy, the guy that created most of the dances that, that, that went through our childhood, right? And then I got another $100,000 left. Give me Chief Keith the creator a drill music. And we're going right there. That's my $1.5 million spent. We got Chief Keith, Soldier Boy, Drake, Beyonce, and Lil Wayne.
1: Beat that, please. Sara so Lisa you're a current student so uh, you gotta jump as well because you know what's popping on campus all right so talk to us so what would be your ideal homecoming lineup 1.5 million to spend from these list of artists
0: I'm not gonna lie CK's lineup was crazy so I don't know if mine is gonna top because he really had it all the way right but for me I think I'm gonna go with tier one just because i'm a super fan rick ross is definitely number one for me and then i'm gonna pick future as well just because he was definitely lit he has some dope records during that time how much do i got i spent a million already
1: Man, listen, I'm not in the county. Okay, I need you to count.
0: Who's the, <laughs> the calculator? Because I'm not going to sit up here and act like I do some math. I'm not going to act like that.
2: That was a million dollars gone for you. A million dollars gone. Okay. Man, li- listen,
1: I-, I wasn't a math major. I was a math comm major, all right? So. <laughs> Sorry.
0: PDK is our calculator, okay? So my million is spent. I got Rick Ross in Future. Um. Oh, God. I'm going to throw Bobby Shmurda. I'm gonna throw Bobby Schmerta. I like Schmurda, so I'm gonna do him. But that's it. I don't. I don't. I don't think I want anybody else.
1: Oh my God! You, you don't, know, like like how much money she got left? CDK? She got about me. what? She
2: got about what? four 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 hundred thousand left. left. <laughs> <You> use <laughs> that uh, budget. You gotta use the budget. No,
0: that the budget. budget <laughs> no, I don't want to spend. The, I, I'm good. I think I'm good. That's all I want
1: man see see listen at, at this point from my list Sara lee gave me four hundred thousand dollars so i'm getting all ripped drake beyonce and I don't, I don't know that, that even make the price i don't even know But like, she, she said listen promoter here i got my artist Here's the money back. You know <laughs> Donate to Hampton. Donate I can to the, can the money for,
0: for other festivities, but that's really the only people I want.
1: Man, listen. Hampton with Sara Lee doing I'll tell you why, why this is great. Because $400,000 is going to build out that week. It's going to be a lit week. Comedy we, show. We're we going to have Kevin Hart come down. Come on, man. Listen, it's going to be lit. And it might just be Kevin Hart because Kevin Hart probably super high. So $400,000, he might just be a, one, a one-man show at that point. All right. So <laughs> let me try... All right, and Cdk, I need you to be the calculator for me. All right, so let me try this out. So five hundred thousand, I got one point five million. So honestly, I would probably do Drake and Kanye, and I would probably do something like that where they do like a like, like a situation where they go against each other, like some, something like that. Maybe they're co-headliners. So then probably tier two. So that's a million. I'm not even going to do tier two. I'm really going to fill out. I'm probably have some money left over. I'm probably gonna get Lil Durk, all right. I'm gonna get Rod Wave, Rod Wave is something new for, for the folks on campus. I'm gonna get Fetty, I'm gonna get Fetty Wap, and Fetty's gonna do those hits of songs he had back in the day. That's gonna be lit. I'm gonna get Soldier Boy because Soldier Boy is probably gonna make it real instant. He's probably gonna beef with one of the artists that's there, so that'll make it really interesting. And also Pretty Boy Swag, the campus will go crazy with that, so that'll be real cool. And then I'll probably get Walker Flock of Flame. And fly, and how much money I got left over from that city
2: Oh no, that was a whole budget. Yeah, you, that you whole got budget. Little, that So I'm a So <laughs> hey, is my homecoming good? City come on now. My homecoming good. Yeah, I mean, you got the HBCU culture. We kicking it off with the swag, sir. With fly, then you know, I building up to, to everything like that, and, and got Dirk in there, and, and you got uh, who, who's your other fifty thousand dollar artist? My other fifty thousand dollar artist, I would say F- fly, walk a
1: flock of flame. You oh, walk a flock of flame. Yeah,
2: you headbanging. Oh, let's do it.
1: Oh, let's do it and harden the paint. And and no hands. You you know what you know what I'll do? I I, I would negotiate with Roscoe Dash. And get him to come for free. He probably would anyway. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm gonna get him to come for free, and so we not have to pay for. It. And and you know what? I I will probably get Wale for the four hundred thousand that Sarley left over. All right. So like, my, it's my money alone.
0: money is
1: my money. Like like listen, we go we go we go loan it and then get get Wale and the crowd will go crazy. All right. But listen. So what we are gonna do is I need you all to tweet to the HBCU and let us know which homecoming. You would go to. Make sure tweet, to tweet at HBCU Pulse to help us judge which lineup is the best. And also go to HBC Pulse on Instagram and, and tap in with us and see which one you like the best. But outside of that, we're going to go on and close out the show. CDK, where can we find you on social media?
2: On all social media platforms, you can follow me at CDKOnTheMic. If you want to book me, CDKOnTheMic.com is where you can find me and everything in between.
0: You can find me everywhere at Sara Lee On Air. You're locked in into okay. HBCU Pulse The number one outlet For HBCU students
1: Alright so that is it for us on today Really fun show It's always fun talking about homecoming We talk about it on the yard If you're an SGA or you were an SGA like me It is a topic that will carry you Your whole entire tenure So it was fun to revisit that topic uh, Once again and I must say I did like CDK's lineup. CDK's lineup was tough, but he's a promoter. He does these things. So, of course, it was lit because CDK is a professional at this, but my lineup was real cool as well. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and also on Instagram at HBCU Pulse, TikTok at the HBCU Pulse, and also make sure to subscribe to our YouTube at HBCU Pulse, and also make sure to subscribe to our podcast platforms. But outside of that, thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you on the other side.
2: (laughs)